0: Welcome to the Fullerton Free Podcast. The purpose of this conversation is to create a space for us to reflect and dialogue about this Sunday sermon and discuss practical ways to live out what we learn together on Sunday. Each week will be led by our hosts, Cassie and Blake Valatin, where they'll be joined by different members of our church staff and family. The conversation that you're about to listen to is just the beginning. Our hope and prayer is that you take what's begun here and continue the conversation with your life groups, adult fellowships, families, friends, or whoever you may interact with throughout the week.
1: Welcome to the Fullerton Free Podcast. This is Blake, and I'm joined with
0: Cassie, his wife. wife. That's right.
1: Um, We also are joined with two other guests. Uh, We have John Schaefer and Alex Flora. Um, Alex, what's up?
2: What's up? How's everybody (laughs) doing? John, what's up? Same old, same old. He gets a little nervous.
0: Well, hey, we're super excited to kick off this podcast. Blake and I both are on staff here at Fullerton Free. I oversee the fifth and sixth graders, and Blake (coughs) oversees all the art ministry with graphic design and photo. And we both feel super blessed to be a part of this church community and are excited to have cool conversations with people on staff and uh, a part of this body just to talk about the sermons, talk about life, get to know each other. So one of the first things we want to do is get to know our two guests a little bit better. So uh, Alex, would you tell us a little bit about yourself? um, What brought you to Fullerton Free uh, and anything else?
2: Absolutely. So my name is Alex. As I said, I am the Shepherd of Kids ministry. So I oversee all birth to fourth grade. But my main area is first through fourth grade, kind of overseeing the elementary uh, ministry. And I came to fullerton free actually in a really random way i was working at disney world um down there right after mm. college and then i had a couple friends from biola cassie being one of them we knew each other from working at a summer camp mount herman better than hume just the hot take <laughs> there. Um, i agree
1: I, but uh i also agree yeah thanks, Blake.
2: <laughs> Sorry, thanks john do you agree uh he agrees um <laughs> But uh, no from comment. from working at Disney World and kind of knowing people up here um, who attended Fullerton Free, I got plugged in as like a volunteer. Yeah, nepotism. Um, nepotism. Moved <laughs> to California kind of to be closer to a community of um, just great, great people who love the Lord and kind of would help me just continue growing in my own faith and people that I just love super dearly. So moved here for that, got plugged in as a volunteer, and then from there applied for a five-hour-a-week early childhood job shout out cindy snyder <laughs> um and then after that interview kind of got plugged into kids ministry with nikki and scott and the rest is history from there
0: nice wow. awesome
1: great how long have you guys known each other uh alex and cassie
0: <laughs>
2: um I see yeah probably f- six six or it? seven because oh, yeah. it was my it was right after my freshman year of college so
0: actually i think it is. might be like yeah, six years, like twenty twelve. Yeah, yep. we worked at summer camp. My camp name was Fraggle, and Alex was Fumba.
2: Fumba,
1: and we which means what? Oh, honestly, it, it doesn't means mean anything. Nothing. Right?
2: I had a teacher when I lived in Egypt who could not pronounce my last name, and so uh. instead of Flora, which has you know an L and an O and an R. He called me Alex Fumba, and it was not even close. So everybody laughed, and that kind of was a nickname after that because it was so far off from my actual name.
0: (laughs) That's incredible. Yeah. Amazing. Well, we'd also like to get to know another one of our guests here, and that is Sir John Schaefer. So tell us about yourself and how you came to be a part of this staff.
3: Well, thank you very much. Um, (laughs) I have uh, been on staff about three and a half years, but uh, my wife and I have been attending here for probably 25 plus years. Mm-hmm. Lived in Fullerton 30 years. When we moved here, we intentionally did not want to go to Fullerton Free. It was just too big. Mm-hmm. Um, so spent six years at a, another church in La Habra. Uh, Don't mention the name. It was, it was an evangelical free church <gasps> that we had to close. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, our kids, uh, one of the reasons we did leave is because our kids you just can't compete with the children's ministry mm. that's here at Fullerton Free. And, uh, Couldn't agree more. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> Shout yeah, out. Yeah. Um, and so, Alex
1: was there, obviously. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. My daughter, who's in prison now, really appreciates the time that Alex spoke into her life. Um, uh, <laughs> but uh, we came here 25 years ago, and we're just sitting in the back thinking this is going to be a great place mm. to go to church. And as time went by, just things kind of progressed, got involved with an adult fellowship. Spent some time on the elder board, retired from my other government service job, and came on staff, and uh, have been here now, like I said, three and a half years.
1: I think your career history is really interesting, because I think a lot of people who are in ministry, that's always been kind of their trajectory. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about that?
3: Yeah, so I have 40 years of government service working in different cities, uh, law enforcement for the most part. I grew up in Cyprus, spent 24 years there, was in Seal Beach. Um, Placentia, San Marino. San Marino, I was police chief and city manager. Um, But I I agree, it's kind of funny. We just came back from a conference and I was talking to a pastor from New Jersey and we were chatting about uh, people in ministry who have private sector work experience Mm. versus people who have Mm -hmm. just always worked in ministry. And he had a great insight, which I tend to support coming out of, you know, having worked a different job. I think that gave me a lot of experience that Mm. Um, is useful in this Mm. job. Um, It is also sometimes a source of frustration, um, Mm. but it it does position Mm. you differently than if you just grow up, you know, go to seminary, go start working in ministry and think this is how the whole world is. So yeah. I think that's
1: something me and Cassie talk about. We talk about you behind your back a lot. <laughs> <And> <laughs> you're, you're not the only one. And if I find out who's writing those notes on the bathroom wall, <laughs> I am going to really Sorry, make John. <laughs> What we talk about often is I think when you're in ministry a lot, you can get really caught up in the, the highs and lows of ministry, mm. but you've, you're always like really steady and I think a lot of that, I would assume, is because you've <laughs> dealt with bigger and more intense things than, like, oh no, this happened or whatever. And I think that's always <laughs> totally. reassuring. I do think that's
3: true. I do think that, in one reason, is that, you know, having done some of the things that I've done, the things that I find out that we're getting excited about in the scheme of the universe mm-hmm. are not that important. And the other is my pacemaker regulates a lot of that. So, um, oh, yeah. great. So, yeah.
0: Double-edged sword. I should get one. <laughs> yeah, you should.
3: Well, I was going to suggest one for Cassie because I think that sometimes we need to be able to dial her down.
0: Okay. All right. Noted. 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 Well, I'm just going to move us right along. What? So guess what? We're going to talk about the Bible. Oh, um, wow. We oh, uh,
3: See, that's how those church people are. They get all spiritual <laughs> when you want to get some.
0: You're right. Uh, so for those of you listening, we... Just started a brand new uh, sermon series just this past Sunday. We started with the book of Second Thessalonians. Some say the sequel is not as good as the first, but I think Mm. Second Thessalonians will surprise us. It is a great book. (laughs) Um, So Darren started us off uh, just by talking about the first chapter, the first couple of verses in that chapter. So what we want to do in this podcast is just kind of have an open conversation, which hopefully sparks good conversation for you listening at home. Um, And so we just want to kind of hear from you guys From the very start, any takeaways from this sermon? We just started a brand new thing. Anything that kind of really stuck out to you? Anything uh, that either convicted, encouraged, challenged, anything that just Mm -hmm. jumps off the page to you?
2: Yeah, I think for me, right away when he talked about uh, good hope, I think that was like the first thing I thought of. And then as he kind of progressed through his sermon, kind of hearing that like we have this ability to overcome Mm -hmm. and that like that's where our good hope comes from, because we, through Christ, can overcome all the things that happen in our lives. And I think for me, sometimes you get that mindset of like, I'm following God. I'm I'm spending time in like the word and prayer. I'm around people who love God, like, but things are still super hard. What's that all about? Mm. And I think um, just even the like name that he gave of good hope kind of sparks my own thought of like, oh, no, there's. There's nothing throughout scripture Mm -hmm. or there's no like thing that's written that says your life's going to be easy just because (laughs) you follow uh, God. And in fact, it's like, there's going to be struggles. There's going to be things to overcome, but we have the tools to overcome it. So I felt like that was both like a light bulb going Mm -hmm. off, but also a pretty convicting thing where I'm like, oh, right. These struggles are normal. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's what I, it's my response to them, I Mm -hmm. guess, in the midst of the struggles, if I'm willing to like have the good hope of Christ or if I'm going to, you know, do what I normally do is just try to do it all on my own.
3: (laughs) I think for me, um, and I went back yesterday and listened to the sermon again, um, but sort of some concepts that I was walking away with is this idea that Darren was talking about growing, that -hmm. wherever we were on our spiritual journey, that, you know, not, not being so like entangled in, Hey, I have to arrive, but as long as I'm moving down Mm -hmm. the path um, and that idea too. And so you know, as we talk about the vision statements and every one of them has the word rooted in the middle. Mm. And I kind of skim over that because it's a radiant piece rooted in confident Mm. expectation. So you're thinking about the radiant piece, what's that all about, or the confident expectation. But um, the rooted part's like really, really important. And I think Mm. he kind of touched on that, you know, about, Mm. hey, where, where where's all that coming from? Where am I getting, you know, and that does sort of weirdly, and I should probably know this. So we're Anchor Ministries. Anchor Ministry is supposed to be about that part mm. about you know what is important and at our core, and what do we keep? What keeps us steady and on the right path? So that was a good kind of theme that I think I'll walk away from a Second That's mm. just the first chapter on.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I think um, I also. Have- the growing, I, I love a good picture. So I think when he talks about roots and what that looks like, but he asked kind of how do we measure growth, which is kind of a funky thing when it comes to our own relationship with God and spirituality. So I kind of thought that was interesting, but he he gave some good, I guess, criteria for it, which is like his big points from the sermon. Mm-hmm. But one of the things he was talking about is just very simply like, what does it look like um, in our relationship with God, in our trust towards him. And also we bearing fruit. So I think giving even specifics for me was helpful. So it doesn't seem so arbitrary. Like how, how am I growing in my faith? But I'm like, okay, I need, I need specifics because am I, am I staying stagnant? Am I actually growing through perseverance? And yeah.
3: He said some interesting things too. He said over and over that it wasn't about a big church or how much money or these kinds of things. And I, I, I am still wrestling with that because Mm. I am sort of thinking, yeah, but if we were those people, wouldn't you know, how do you measure it? What is the mm. manifestation? Because I think that people will be drawn to that and not intentionally, and I, I hope this is what, no, I'm going to tell you, this is really what Darren <laughs> meant to say, Clarify this, but I was thinking, no, I, I think Darren's saying the goal isn't to make the church bigger, but if you are those people growing in that way, that is going to draw people sure. to Christ. So I might say, mm. no, the church would grow if those things were all happening, if they
2: were happening in our life, because I feel like people would be drawn to that. People want mm. that. Yeah, totally. I think it's not, I think what I took away from that is I think you're right, John. I think people are drawn to like a healthy place. And so it's like Cassie was saying, like, it's not the destination approach. So if you're focused on, you know, growing our church by 600 people, then your heart's not in the right place. But if you're focused on how can we cultivate a healthy growth place where we're all centered on growing And we're all centered on knowing, like, this is the journey. The journey is the most important part. Each step we're growing, each step we're going to keep going. People are going to be drawn to that rather than being like, like, I think you're right. You will grow. But I think when you start making the indicator of health growth, then that's where it starts being a problem. Because you can have a church of, like, 20,000, but nobody's progressing in their Mm -hmm. own faith or having depth. And they're just like, no, I just go to church and... It's awesome and there's twenty thousand people so it must be doing something right and it's like right. maybe maybe it really is sure. um, but I I kind of feel like the focusing on the 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 number is the thing that can get dangerous because then you're like yeah we lost people we got people but you're not focused on the hearts of the people
1: well and what's hard too is is sometimes actually I would say oftentimes though the gospel is really encouraging and attractive to people it is very difficult and it draws people away as well and so sometimes when you're losing numbers that's not always a bad thing Mm. and i i agree in some ways people are they will want what we have Mm -hmm. because who wouldn't want a life of peace and who wouldn't want a life uh of meaning and purpose and love unconditional love from god who wouldn't want that But at the same time do people actually want that like it's a lot easier to find quick happiness it's a lot easier to not uh rely on god but rely on ourselves so i don't know what are your thoughts on that are people actually attracted to it or is it some people are what does that look like so
3: so we're kind of blessed and cursed in our family because we have kids who would say, I'm not a Christian. Mm -hmm. Um, We get to have these dialogues about what is attractive Mm -hmm. about Christ. And I think even my kids who would say, I'm not a Christian would say, Hey, but that doesn't mean I have a problem with Jesus. Mm -hmm. I like the idea about what Jesus is all about and everything. They probably wrestle with the exclusivity that there's one, but, but I've I've never, even from my Buddhist daughter had her say, Hey, Jesus is a bad guy or Mm -hmm. I don't buy the values of Jesus. And we just heard this at the theological conference as a guy said, across the board, people continue to be drawn to Jesus. Mm. So is that what we're modeling? Are we really modeling Jesus or are we modeling what we think church is or something like that? Because right. church doesn't seem to resonate mm. with anybody. Um, I shouldn't say that. There are people I think it resonates with, but but I would say I would hope we would be different than that.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I think I echo that just because my own brother doesn't really go to church either, and one of the main things he says is it's, there's this feeling like church people have it figured out, which is funny because Mm. when you open a book like this and you hear Darren talking about that, there's things that can like measure our growth, but it's Mm. not like you've arrived, you know? And so it's interesting that sometimes we, and I think I do this sometimes you're like, we've kind of got it figured out and we, uh, you know, we've got it. And so then other people are coming in and are like, wait, so I'm just growing and they've already reached the destination. Like, Mm. I think that's the part that my brother doesn't like about churches he's not seeing these things lived out, but he loves Jesus and he loves and believes in the things that Jesus is teaching. But he's, he's like confused that the disconnect between like, do churches have it figured out or are they teaching us to figure it out? Like, where's the, where do we go from there? You know,
3: you know, that's a hard thing too, because I think that, uh, you know, on one hand, while I might say, Hey, we have the answers. I would also say, I, I don't have all the answers, you know, understanding like, Um, how God can be all-knowing, know things that are in the future, yet still allow for free will in the future. How do you reconcile all those things? So I was talking about this in um, one of our adult fellowships, and I said, I don't know how that works. Mm. And I think people really like that, that that we're Mm. willing to be honest and say, hey, just because we have the Bible and Jesus doesn't mean that I know the answer to every single question. And maybe in their stereotypical view of this is what I think church people are, you're going to tell me, no, this is the answer to everything. I don't really know the answer to everything.
0: Right. Right. I think that's something um, if listeners, if you guys were a part of our Habakkuk series that was really profound is – Um, Habakkuk's journey of recognizing I'm angry at God. I don't understand the evil that's happening. I don't understand this character of God. Um, But at the end of it, being okay with asking God and being okay Mm -hmm. with that God is God and I'm human and that's okay. And that's something I feel like I I wish I knew a lot earlier in life and something Mm. I feel really passionate about teaching the next generation of like, Ask questions. Mm-hmm. Doubt is okay. It's healthy. It's normal, um, and, and and it's okay to just kind of sit in that. And, re- and 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 God is still good, and you can still believe that God is Savior and um, Author of life, but not have mm. all the answers, and that's okay. So I think there's something in that that is is really freeing uh, in terms of like our ability to attract others to Jesus. It's that's a, such an interesting conversation because similar to what Darren was talking about on Sunday about he's, he's very um, into the semantics in some ways of uh, it's God through you. It's not you, right? Right, Not to just be like, this person's amazing. Let me just shower them with compliments. Um, But there's this weird balance there of um, God has uniquely crafted and and created each person uh, Mm -hmm. in a way that hopefully is a catalyst for him. Um, But yet we don't want to just build up their ego. We want to recognize Jesus through those giftings. Mm -hmm. And so, when I even think about like, yeah, people coming to our church, like I, I don't want it to have anything to do with, with humanness. I don't want it only to do with Jesus. And they recognize, Oh, this is a place where I can, I can just love Jesus more and hopefully look more like him. Cause I, I think I, I would be uh, worried if someone wanted to come to church for me. Cause I'm like, I'm messed up. Like right. I am not right. stable. Right. I'm not, you know, I'm not perfect. So I, 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 I get worried about that. I, I would want only for people to be a part of a, a church body to, together band link arms to try to look a little bit more like jesus Mm. i don't
1: Mm -hmm. know that makes sense it's that humble solidarity
0: yeah yeah
1: which i think as christians we have a hard time with often like uh i think admitting that maybe we're having doubts or admitting that we're in a hard season is really difficult as christians especially on staff i feel like because uh in a lot of ways we're supposed to be i don't know the have it together the ones to have we it together <laughs> right yeah, especially we do the not. graphic designers like people are looking to the graphic designers to have <laughs> the only person i'm looking towards that's for sure <laughs> we're all looking at you Blake. so Everyone's a little, a little
3: Blake. out i feel like for me something that's cool is because i'm not a ministry guy i'm not a seminarian mm-hmm. i can come into every conversation saying well you know i'm not a theologian i'm not the guy who knows all of that <laughs> so you get you Same. get a little bit of a buy which is nice. <laughs> yeah. There is a really cool, um, the women's ministry is going to say, everybody's going to think John's such a weirdo. He reads a women's ministry blog. But, <laughs> I um, think it's great. Uh, do I, it. I read the women's ministry blog. There's one today by Alyssa Von Helm that is really excellent about a struggle with the situation in your life where you're saying, this is not going the way I want and you don't want to be mad at God about it. So you try to be mad at somebody else hmm. because I won't say I'm mad at God hmm. because you didn't do what I want. You're not answering my you know expectation or something it's really really good and but i think it's good because it's very honest and transparent about Mm. truthfully we all wrestle with that Mm. are we all willing in the light of day to own it though and say hey i'm not so sure i feel like that's what i should be doing or this isn't my dream of how my life was going to turn out you know with three cats um (laughs) uh, so it's really good yeah
1: that's cool
2: I also feel like it's a little bit of like unblushing oddity too, because Mm -hmm. it's like you said, I think people look towards those who are supposed to be leading and they think they got it together. And then when they hear a leader be like, I don't know what I'm doing, but i know I'm following Christ. It's almost like you're, you're drawn to that. And it's like odd because that's not the way of the world. But I think of like the mentors in my own life and the ones who I am drawn to are the ones who are just so open and honest. And I think, to tie it back to what we're learning, it's like, that's the good hope. It's not the hope in having it all together, Mm -hmm. but it's the hope in the one who does have it together. You know, we can be honest and transparent because we're like, no, we know we're not supposed to have it together. And thank goodness we follow somebody who is perfect and is worthy um, because we're, Clearly not. It's like Cassie said, like, I hope nobody's coming to church for me. They're going to be let down <laughs> real quick. So this is so weird.
3: But when I was trying to learn those different vision things, I had to create these things. I think I showed you my little picture, mm-hmm. So my one to remember radiant peace is radioactive peas. <laughs> <laughs> and um, as I was thinking of radioactive I know that's a bad thing but I thought there is a there is something about radioactivity that it kind of bleeds out and infects or mm. does things and is our faith like that is it like radioactivity in terms of hey if you mm. get around it you know you can go away and say hey I can tell from this Geiger counter yeah. you've been in the presence of does it bleed out that way mm. on people and thought hey that. That would be cool if my faith bled out to people, infected yeah. people, um, that you could tell later that they had been around people who were followers of Christ. That would yeah. be a great thing.
0: Yeah, I love that. It reminds me of Moses, you know, like he was glowing oh, when he right. had spent time with God. It's that same thing. It's right. like people meet me or they're just like, okay, like <laughs> yeah. where where is that energy coming from? Is that from being with Jesus and being filled? And mm-hmm. that? I like that. Um, just for listeners, I think it'd be helpful to talk we've we've alluded to and used a lot of language about our vision pillars. Let me just explain that a little bit at Fullerton free. um, We have been uh, kind of vision casting what we want the future of our church to be and how we want to be just living like Jesus. And so that's broken down into four pillars and I'm going to read those just so everyone is on the same page. And then we can kind of talk through a little bit how we see that already Mm -hmm. in second Thessalonians. Uh, All right. So here we go first one is unforced appeal rooted in unblushing oddity. Second one is prophetic engagement rooted in demonstrable faith. Third one, revolutionary kindness rooted in humble solidarity. The fourth one is radiant peace or radioactive peace (laughs) rooted in confident expectation. Uh, So it sounds like already uh, we've, we've kind of hinted at a lot of these. Just wondering already as we're kind of... Um, beginning second Thessalonians, recognizing kind of the criteria of how are we looking at ourselves and growing through perseverance? uh, Where do we see that in our our vision? Where do we see that as our church community? Um, Anything stand out for you guys?
2: I think for me, um, the part where Darren was talking about affirmation just like hit me right at the core. Like at first I was like, whoa, whoa, you can affirm people as much as possible because that's the way Mm -hmm. that I just like give love. I love affirming people, but I thought it was so cool. Like but that's what's revolutionary about the kindness mm. that we can offer people is it's not just saying like, hey, I love your shirt or hey, you're doing this really great. But it's like some of the most meaningful affirmation we can give and one that's like we're called to do is when we point them back to the mm. way that God's using them or mm. God's working in their life. And I, I was convicted about that because I think it's super easy just to like affirm people and the work they're doing and celebrate that person. But it's like the next step, the thing that is revolutionary in the kindness mm. we offer to others is when we point them to what god's doing and Mm -hmm. i think for me i was like dang i noticed that but how often do i really say that and how often do i feel like that's a call to point that out to people Mm. like the great work that so many people around us are doing it i felt super convicted by that Mm.
3: i i was struck by his idea of saying that paul even though he might say that the the church in thessalonica or thessaloniki (laughs)
0: <laughs>
3: or, it's closer one more time <laughs> Thessaloma um, uh, was a small you know had problems kind of church Paul mm-hmm. could still say hey but look at this yeah. church there are good things they're doing right. um, and again for me I was just I keep coming back to this this either rooted or radioactive thing or co- infecting thing and thinking hey as a church or as believers is that something that we do that we influence other people that they see mm-hmm. us or that somebody would say, "Hey, those people at least do this right." You know, they, I'm not saying they don't have problems on whatever the deal is, but but would somebody be able to hold me mm. or us up as an example of this is what a follower of Jesus would look like? Mm. Um, and that that was a good kind of thing. And yeah, so that's just cool. Yeah.
1: I think it's been cool to see how uh, the last two sermon series, this one and the one before Habakkuk, are kind of tying together to fit the full picture of, um, <clears throat> excuse me, of, uh, radiant peace rooted in confident expectations
3: expectation. or condiment expectorate.
1: Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that's really cool to see. I think it's a subtle way, but, um, Habakkuk was all about like, Hey, these hard things are happening and he continually had faith. Um, but it, I, I felt like at least the Habakkuk story doesn't end on like a super exciting Mm. like, Oh, this is peaceful. Totally. Um, and, but this Thessalonians second Thessalonians, uh, series so far has already felt like, Oh, there's peace or rather when we're in those hard seasons, there's still things we can be trying to grow in. So then when this hard season's over, we're bigger and we're stronger than we were. And that's what, Uh, the three points that Darren pointed out echo that we can be growing in our love, that we can be growing in our faith and that we can have steadfast, steadfast faith. Um, I think that's really encouraging to me because um, it's so easy when you're in a hard season, just to bunker down and be like, I just need to let this thing pass and then I'm good. Hmm. But it's all about like growing from it, which I think is cool. Yeah. I,
0: I also think it's interesting because a lot of this um in second Thessalonians so far was was really encouraging i mean paul is literally giving affirmation mm. um by rightly pointing out what god is doing but there's also a reason why paul is like writing it like these this is the second letter to this group of people and they're being persecuted but also they're like t- false teachings going on like paul's honestly probably a little ticked off and is a little bit like you guys like Get later together. on in the, in the in the letter he's like that's not what i taught you like this is not who jesus is and and so i think there's something um kind of to your point alex of uh, how am i affirming people and amidst even conviction and what what is our role even with like mm. brothers and sisters cuz he's these are his brothers and sisters and he's rightly affirming and encouraging and loving while also later kind of giving some good like come to jesus talk mm-hmm. like hey mm-hmm. buckle up there's some growing to do so i think there's a good mix that we see here. And I, I equally, um, Alex felt a little bit like, whoa, 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 Darren, I like affirming people. What do you mean? Don't take that from mm. me. And I remember in the in the car after with Blake, I was like, I need, I need to talk this out. I want to see if I agree with Darren. Um, and, and I realized exactly what you said. There's something so much more sweet and revolutionary and, mm. and God-honoring when the compliments or affirmation you give people or receive just circles right back to God mm-hmm. and doesn't become this self, because you don't actually feel good. It's um, Blake, even to your point, it's it's the quick fix that people want. Mm-hmm. We get that mm-hmm. with words. And so yeah. I kind of felt convicted in that sense too of like, how do I take what's true and, and not be self-deprecating, but then say, okay, but God, that's all yours. Totally.
1: Well, there's something sweet in that. And the biggest compliment you can give someone, I, just to summarize what both of you are saying, is to say you are doing what you were intended to do. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. bigger than like, hey, you're really great on stage because though that might be what you're intending to, or you were intended to do, um, to notice that, no, this is what God has obviously put you in this place to do and you're doing it well, like that's so much more encouraging and it means so much more. For Dude, sure.
3: that is a great observation because you're right. I think for someone who needs to be affirmed, if you mm-hmm. say to them, hey, God is using you, I think for all of us, we would say, hey, I just want to know where I'm at and that God's mm-hmm. using me. Mm-hmm. That, that is that would be huge. plenty of fun. Yeah, Way fiction. more meaningful. Yeah, yeah for Way sure, more. for sure. But it is hard when he was saying that because he and I have had conversations, Darren and I have had conversations about these kinds of wordings, mm-hmm. and he did a nice layout about that, about saying how he's very deliberate. And he'll come up once in a while and say, hey, this word, shuffle these words around. Like this comes up in the e-news mm-hmm. for the little blurb about um, – where provision comes from, doesn't come from people, but the provision comes from God. Mm. And in crafting those words, Darren's very good about that. Um, I'm probably not as good. And I have to think it through mm-hmm. to really say, Hey, how do I say that and make sure. But again, I think that's mm. a great observation because you're right. That's a great affirmation to know that, um, God, you're being used by God in a mighty way.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah. And how do we do better at, uh, Saying that to people and noticing and hearing from God, and I think about like leaders that I help shepherd, or like how do I how do I affirm correctly, not mm-hmm. just like you're awesome, thanks for serving, right. but like man, you are being so used by God, mm-hmm. and I see it in these ways because what you said, like it's exactly what I want to hear. It's what any of us probably want right. to hear, you know, right. of yeah. of just. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Right. That, that's mm-hmm. a sweet feeling, you know, because mm-hmm. I think that's what anyone wants when anyone's having a career crisis or whatever. At right. the end of the day, they just want to be honoring God. So Yeah,
3: yeah, and that's probably really true for us, too, because I think about it for our staff. I think we all want to know, um, hey, is this where God wants me? Yeah. Um, and especially when that's hard uh, or, you know, things aren't going the way you think they should go um, mm-hmm. uh, If somebody does say to you, hey, that's where God wants you. Um, that that is affirming. And if God doesn't want you there and God calls you to something else, I think every one of us would say in a New York minute, if God called me to something else and you said to me, no, this is where God has called me, no one's going to say to you, no, you shouldn't go do that thing.
1: Right, right. Um, What's the uh, exchange rate for New York minutes to California minutes? <laughs> 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 I don't really know. <laughs> um, I think we're running a... a about out of time, but do you guys have anything you want to summarize? Or, yeah, or
0: anything or th- else as we kind of just go into this mm-hmm. this next week? Anything that as we kind of even this conversation or reflecting upon some of these uh, words that Darren said and, and taught through in Scripture, that's maybe going to affect or change or something that you're going to be chewing on for the next couple of days or wrestling with God.
3: I think for me, I'm I am going to think more about the rooted part in hmm. each of the each of the vision things. I think that kind of got skipped Mm. over in my mind. Um, And I'm probably going to focus on that a little Mm. more about what is, what is rooted mean in this thing? Where does Mm. it come from? That kind of a thing. So that'll probably be one of my takeaways. There are so many though um, that I just, you know, in our limited time, I can't elaborate on all of them.
2: Okay. I think the big takeaway for me was at the end when Darren was talking about that our worthiness doesn't come from being work worthy. And I think that's something I could chew on for the rest of my life of like, Mm. where does my worthiness come from? Because I, even if I know it comes from the sacrifice of Jesus, Mm. I'm still going to try to prove that worthiness through my work and through actions or through whatever. So I think for me to hear that put in such like clear terms, like, no, it's not your actions or your efforts. Those are important, but that is not where our worthiness comes from. But it's because we get the chance to follow, you know, God. And because of the sacrifice of Jesus that we are like shaped and formed in that soil and it's not something mm. we're doing. It's what God's doing in us. And I think that's just a great reminder. Pride can always like, you know, seep in. And I think for me to, to wrestle with that and just constantly, it's like I say, constantly point myself, look at others and the work they're doing and say, how is God moving in them? How is mm. God moving in me? And then when affirmation comes to consistently be like, it's not my actions, but yeah. that is what God's using me to do. I think that's huge. Yeah. Great
0: awesome well we have a few fun family announcements for you guys we'd love you to listen up to the first one mr alex is going to be sharing with us what's coming up
2: saturdays is hoop stars stars. so we as a church have recently kind of adopted this organization into um kind of our ministries and so it's a special needs basketball league um Ages are super... They vary. It's all over the board with ages, but it is one of the most amazing um, things that I've had the blessing to be a part of. Um, It happens on Saturdays. It's from 10 to 4 are the game times, and I would just say, one, of course, we want you to volunteer, but two, if you want to see what pure joy looks like, if you want to see kids... And adults and everybody cheering in just this like unified amazing way then you should just come check out Hoop Stars on a Saturday because it is honestly just an incredible incredible um, environment and it's really tough to put words to and the mm. best thing i can do is encourage you guys to go check it out because once you see it you'll be hooked you'll that's cool want to get involved you'll want to cheer them on you'll want to see what these kids are up to because they play basketball with just the joy um and intensity they they go for it so it <laughs> is awesome. like the, just the best combination of those two and anyone can go to that right anybody yeah. can go to that cool. yep um and what time is it again? it is from 10 to 4 Sweet. those are the game times cool all the way through That is not the only
3: great thing going on in the gym. What else, John? Well, as a matter of fact, (laughs) uh, I would say, first of all, we're hugely blessed that we have a gym Mm. and such a nice gym. Um, But while that happens all day Saturday, if you show up on a Sunday night, there's an open indoor soccer league. On Monday night, we have a men's league that now has women playing in it. Uh, on Spoiler. Monday nights, Alex tries to play in that league, oh, that's um, cool. not yes. very well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Tuesday morning, there's a men's uh, soccer league in the morning there that plays. Uh, we have floorball in there on Wednesday night. What is floorball? So floorball, I would say, is kind of like <laughs> ice hockey uh, on a floor, no skates. Uh, so you just run around in a rink and try to get a. Uh, and the um, best name they could think of was floorball. Floor and I understand in Ukraine, it's explanatory. Again, this is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's perfect. Yeah, never mind. Uh, so people have been hitting the head too many times in other sports. just um, All our floorball
2: listeners are just yeah, shaking their yeah. fists at you, John. Yeah.
3: But in Ukraine, when people come back from Ukraine, they say, "Hey, this is huge in Ukraine. Really? It's huge in the Netherlands." So that's they going got a lot of floor there. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have snow and they can't play outside, so they play. Um, so that's really floor. big. Uh, and then, uh, in addition to all that, Fullerton High School is in our gym all the time. So we have volleyball, basketball going on. So, ton of ministry going on for all kinds of people. And we're just about to add yoga. Um, it's going to be so sweet. Uh, yeah, we're gonna for men and yoga, women. Though. Men and women yoga. That's great. Yep. Uh, we're not calling it holy yoga. But uh, Kelsey Crow is going to teach it, and it's going to be both physically and spiritually beneficial. So that's going to start, too. Great. Wow,
0: exciting.
1: And you can find all events on the Fullerton Free app or our website. If you go on our app, you can go to uh, Connect, and then you'll see. Um, Featured events.
0: And if you don't have the app, get the app. It'll oh, have everything yeah, right. you You know. gotta, have, right. the app. gotta the, have the
3: app. The right. app, right? All the right. kids are doing right. it. But if you don't have the app and you're here on a Sunday morning and you But you, you gotta sleep, have the app. You, you should have the app. <laughs> What's in the app? If you don't have the app and you're wandering around campus and you see a good looking uh, single guy named Alex Flora, he <laughs> knows all of these things going on in the gym and you can just talk to him and he, will, he will help connect. He will help connect. <laughs> We're you. talking
0: to and also, you'll be
3: able to see at the bottom of the screen after our podcast Alex's home number and <laughs> no one has a home number oh. anymore John landlines so are
0: gone
2: <laughs> we do quite a while ago
0: awesome last but certainly not least this sunday there is going to be some potluck, potluck. that's Ooh. right and, and worship, worship night, night great combo yeah amazing we're excited so get ready to eat some delicious food as well as worship together as a family so
3: and i believe that potluck is located in
1: the wow. gym wow.
0: one more use john's for a, the big
1: gym. Gym
3: oh, a
0: big of gym proponent it's called
1: john's gym so John- yeah there we go
3: the again Memorial.
1: <laughs> oh, <gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> you can find all of the events on the app or website um yeah. So thanks so much for listening to this podcast. The first and episode. We're the grateful first episode for you. We're and <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll we record <laughs> again next week. So be watching out for it.
2: Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye everybody. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's Fullerton free podcast. We pray that your time listening to these responses to the message has helped you think about your own response to how God is moving in your life. We hope that you will take what you listened to today and continue the conversation throughout your week.